Welcome back to another K-Dog and Fish podcast. Mm. I am Fish. K-Dog. And today's topic is ranking the best college comedies of all time. Amazing. I am really excited. I got to rewatch a couple of these in preparation for mm-hmm. the podcast. And I am I am glad that I did. And I there's still another one that I want to rewatch. I'll get there when we get there. But you, I even lent you one as well so yep. that you could catch up on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in no particular order. We're going to no. pick some of our favorites. There's obviously way more than what's on our list. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's go through these and then we'll we'll rank them uh, individually. My Like how you would rank these ones and how I would rank these ones. Okay, out of these, one, two, three, four, five, there's six of them on here. There you go. And then we've got some honorable mentions. Yeah, we have some honorable. So we'll, we'll, these are, I think, our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we collectively discussed, and then we'll we'll see what how we rank them sure. the best college comedies of all time. It's a great genre, right? Of film, I believe. Let's start with the one that kind of kicked off the genre. Mm-hmm. So that was 1978's a classic, National Lampoon's Animal House. Yeah. Now, to me, like that, it really did. I'm sure there are other. Movies that took place at universities or colleges, but I would say Animal House kicked that son of a bee off. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. That, that genre. First genre, first sort of raunchy college movie for sure. Yeah, that, college comedies. Just, just yeah, absolutely. And it, it killed it. It did $141 million domestic, which mm-hmm. for 1978 and a comedy, mm-hmm. especially one that's this R-rated, uh, I wouldn't even say it's probably R-rated. I shouldn't say that. I, mm-hmm. I'd have to look up what the MPAA rating was on Animal House, but it was at least a good PG-13. Like, yeah. It wasn't for kids. So. No. And this um, wasn't an SNL movie. This was... No, this is uh, like SNL began in 1975. Yeah. This is... Uh, National Lampoon was a... Right. Like a... Not a newspaper, a... Like, um, so word I'm looking for a lampoon is a, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, what I'm saying is SNL wasn't affiliated with this yet. No, like, no, kind of no. didn't start doing SNL studios and stuff till later on. No, not yet. So, no, this and, is, did this come out before Blues Brothers or after it? Before. Okay. It so, actually right. got Blues Brothers because of this film. Gotcha. gotcha. I'm almost, uh, I'm almost positive that Blues Brothers was 1980 mm-hmm. or 79. Okay. Um, so John Landis directed this film and actually it was written by Harold Ramis, Mm -hmm. who was with National Lampoon at the time, the magazine. Sorry. I don't know why I'm, I was blanking on that. I was thinking you were going for magazine, but I was just riding the train. It wasn't a newspaper. I didn't know where you were going with it, but I thought we were going with magazine, but Yeah. yeah. And they were basically like making fun of politics and Lampoon was a, yeah, you're just like a parody of uh society mm-hmm. so and it was it was a college thing lampoon was that it got started in anyway animal house Her- like some geniuses behind there with harold ramus writing it and john landis directing it he right. did actually john landis went on to direct the blues brothers uh trading places spies like us mm-hmm. three amigos the guy directed comedy like he oh yeah knew it his filmography has got to be just massive it's crazy yeah 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 um now Spies like us so underrated it's such a good movie yeah. yeah 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 uh so john belushi of course was 
in on SNL, mm-hmm. and he got uh, permission to do the film. And like, I I don't know if there's any more iconic character from mm-hmm. Animal House. I mean, John Belushi really took it over the edge. He yeah, nobody nobody else really stands out from there. Do you yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah, to a certain degree, you know. You know, some people have gone on to great roles like Tim Matheson and stuff yeah. like that, right? But didn't Tim Matheson play the dad in Van Wilder? Yes, yeah, he did. It just, yeah. it just hit me, yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. found, and we're going to, obviously, we can't do this ranking our best college comedies of all time right. and not talk about Van Wilder. I just thought about so that. So that yeah. will come yeah. up. All right. Uh, I think Van Wilder had a lot of, like, inside joke mm-hmm. to other college comedies. Yeah. And actually, that was also a National Lampoon film, was Van Wilder. Right, yeah. So having Tim Matheson play Van Wilder's dad yeah. was really cool and a, and a callback to the first Animal House I never film. even got that till now. Yeah. That's so funny. We got a Van Wilder poster right there. We do. Yeah. So anyways, um, go back on track. So, yeah. yeah. Now, anyways, John Belushi, Animal House. best known actor at that point. Or not really, right? Because he was on SNL. Was he really that well he known for SNL He actually wasn't in films yeah. yet, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he was actually, for me, it was like a standout character. Mm-hmm. He was nuts. He improvised the entire food fight scene Yeah, uh, in the cafeteria, the smashing of that guy's guitar mm-hmm. uh, it, at the toga party, yeah. all of it. I mean, John John Belushi was just in, in a whirlwind of personality and, and funny. Right. And he obviously made the movie stand out oh for sure yeah yeah in case they couldn't get john belushi though do you know who they had in mind as like a runner-up tell me meatloaf <laughs> well i mean now he fits the bill yeah i guess so but does yeah. he, is he a, is he have the personality to do bluto i don't know him we've never yeah i haven't had dinner with him in a while but he was pretty funny the one time we did hang out uh, you and me, Lowe. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we just met. Right. <laughs> what? Uh, where was that? Oh, I mean, he's doing a show. Curious. ACC, now. and I was gotcha. just. You know, I was hanging out at a <laughs> bar around the corner, just, just you know. And yeah. when you guys hung out, did he say like you asked him something? Yeah. And and he was like, I will do anything. He sang most of his responses for which, love, which yeah. was really cool at the beginning. But I won't do that. But after a few hours, it got kind of old. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. The bartender was a little pissed. <laughs> I got it. Got it, Meatloaf. Now, Another Heineken. You don't got to sing it. Yeah, yeah, I don't need the. I don't need the <laughs> lyrics there, big boy. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. was had a very small role, and he was a funny backstory. Was he was so convinced that the movie's lack of potential, like yeah. he thought it was going to suck, just bomb, uh, and he was probably the most um, had the most screen clout. Let's say. Everyone else is really starting out. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. So, Who would be the best known actor in 1978? Probably it had would to be, be Donald, Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Even though he had one of the smallest roles, mm-hmm. he was probably the most famous. He's nailing those made commercials right now. He's killing it. He's killing them. <laughs> I just buy orange juice just hearing him talk just about it. Just because of Donald Just the way he talks about it. I just... So Sutherland thought this is going to suck. And he, he instead of his flat fee... Uh, oh, it's sort of like an offer. You can have right. a percentage of the gross or take a flat fee of 75K. Yeah. And he thought for it was for three days' work because he was just a small role. Right. He took the 75K. Right. If he had taken the gross yeah. percentage that they offered him, he would have made three to four million dollars. 
because <laughs> of how well the movie did. Yeah. So yeah. Donald, Donald Sutherland has to be kicking himself. He's like, the gross is going to be dick. Yeah. So I'll take the 75K. Yeah. And you guys are going to bomb and never work again. Exactly. And I'm going to go on to do Minute Maid commercials and make a fortune. Yeah, I don't think that's what he's most famous for, but yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll not see. that Donald we'll Sutherland's hurting for cash, but back then he could have made three to four million with those points. I'd also like to point out that he also was in Backdraft 2. He he was. He was. He was. Which is, I, <laughs> if I ever meet him. He was in Backdraft 1. And that, I know, but Backdraft yeah. 1 was really good. It was. Backdraft 2 was a steaming pile of horse Yes. So why would you sign on to that? Yeah. He's he's so you're saying he's made some questionable judgment calls. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh also Animal House brought us some introduced us to some uh amazing uh new talent like um what was her name? The the girl from Indiana Jones, the first Indiana Jones movie. Oh Carrie uh, Car- Allen. Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Karen Allen. So that was her first role, as well mm-hmm. as Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I, Remember that now, yeah. yeah. It's hard to think that Kev, like Kevin Bacon in 1978, but he's got to be in his 50s now, so yeah, yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, he was like 10, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Playing a college uh, fraternity He looked old. He looked old. Yeah. Uh, Tim Matheson, as we discussed, he was actually, you would say, the lead mm-hmm. um, because of the story, the plot line. Mm-hmm. And yes, he played Eric Stratton, and he would go on to play Van Wilder's dad in National Lampoon's Van Wilder, mm-hmm. which is a really cool callback. Now, when they originally wrote the script, they had Dan Aykroyd in mind for D-Day mm-hmm. and because of his love for motorcycles and his personality. But according yeah. to John Landis, Lorne Michaels said no. He said he threatened to fire Aykroyd from SNL if he took the role. Meanwhile, he gave... Belushi permission. Yeah, that's so weird. That's weird, right? Yeah. That's a weird little story that I I found. I think Ackroyd would have killed that role. He probably would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later, obviously, Harold Ramis and Dan Ackroyd would work together anyway on Ghostbusters. Well, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters. Um, well, Harold R- Harold Ramis had his his fingers in so many pies, right? Yeah, like he's like they worked yeah. together on so many different things, yeah. right? Ackroyd, Most famously, Ackroyd wasn't in Stripes though. No. Harold Ramis was a Bill Murray, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, Ackroyd didn't even do a cameo, I don't think. No, I don't think Ackroyd was in Stripes at all. At all. But amazing. This had to Mm -hmm. kick off the podcast because I believe that I might be wrong, Mm -hmm. but I believe Animal House started that genre of movies, college comedies. That would be a good next podcast down the road. Not next. Okay. Down the road. Okay. Best army comedies. Oh, because we've already mentioned Spies Like Us and Stripes. I, you know what? There is no mm-hmm. that's the, moot because yeah. in the army now with Polly Shore, <laughs> nail hammer <laughs> takes the game. You nailed it. Of course, that's number one. Everyone's competing. Everyone knows competing that. for silver. Yeah, you know. But of course, in the army now. Yeah, obviously, Full Metal Jacket. Obviously, oh yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Total comedy. Total comedy. It's hilarious. <laughs> Couldn't even, couldn't handle it. I was just, just cracking laughing up. laughing the whole time. Yeah. Isn't that Kubrick too? Uh, Yeah, Full yeah. Metal Jacket. And yeah. he's known for comedy. He knows that his That guy comedy. kills it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing but chuckles. The Shining? <laughs> Love so it. So funny. So funny. Yeah. So next up, uh, in 1984, we actually put our list in, I think, in chronological order. I think. It looks like it. That way we could 
talk about them and then uh, figure out where we would rank them. So in 1984, we had another great college comedy called Mm -hmm. Revenge of the Nerds. I don't even... barely remember this movie okay yeah it's worth a rewatch i know it's great because of the success of this one Mm -hmm. there was like straight vhs spinoffs well a lot the second one had theatrical release you're probably right i think maybe the third one did too no i think maybe maybe i could be wrong because i know they just kept making revenge yeah the fourth fifth sixth and seventh didn't (laughs) did they make seven eight and nine (laughs) went directly to (laughs) Russia. <laughs> to, to, uh, I don't even know where you'd find why that. But so yeah. it was made really cheap. There was no uh, talk of the budget. They didn't actually really go back to have budgets when you're talking about the early '80s. But mm-hmm. it did do forty million dollars domestic for right. like probably cost nothing to yeah. make. Yeah, and would just turned out to be one of those things that worked, where you yeah. had the jocks versus the nerds mm-hmm. and a sex romp funny college comedy yeah and people loved it it's yeah. like it's a classic the first one it would be interesting to kind of dissect the cast to decide who went on to be arguably the most successful probably anthony edwards more than likely i would say anthony edwards because he was goose and top gun and then er mm-hmm. and other film and tv but timothy busfield had a really good tv uh, career pretty good tv career 30 something yeah didn't wasn't he on one of the Law and Orders or something. <laughs> Timothy Busfield? Wasn't he, he was a lawyer on something. I think he? he was a lawyer in something. Yeah. I can't remember what that is. He was on one of the But probably his shows. biggest uh, notable character would have been 30-something. Because that was a hmm. pretty big show. Yeah, maybe I should have the phone with me. Maybe 90s. I should be looking this stuff up. But who I know, cares? Probably. Who cares? Probably, but I'll tell you. Uh, so also yeah. in there we had uh, Booger. Uh, was played by Curtis Armstrong, who also makes a cameo in Van Wilder. True story. Plays the campus security guard. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Timothy Busfield. Mm-hmm. John Goodman was in it. That I don't remember I at don't all. remember that either. And he played yeah. the football coach. Hmm. He barely even had a line. Uh, his character isn't even in the credits. Just as it, like a name. It just says football coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was in it. Uh, I also love Ogre. I think one of my favorite... Oh, there's a ginger ale. Hey, that's the name of the show. Uh, <laughs> I think there was an... Uh, yeah, Ogre. Ogre. Yeah. Ogre is the best. Ogre is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, it's an actor named Donald Gibb. I also remember he had a very small role in Stripes. We were just talking about Stripes. Okay. And Don't remember that. And he uh, was uh, Conan the Barbarian. He had a small role. That makes sense. Uh, but my favorite Donald Gibb role mm-hmm. is the, the weird... American fighter in Bloodsport. I don't know if you remember that with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I remember the movie, but why can't I... I, The problem I'm having right now... He was like his best friend at the Kumite. The problem is you're saying Bloodsport? Yeah. But I'm going right directly. I'm taking the train directly to Best of the Best. No, different movie. No, but that's the last one I watched. So now I'm... What you're saying is Ogre. I'm seeing Chris Penn. Because Chris Penn played Eric... Robert's best friend, gotcha. guy, whatever you know. No, Bloodsport. No, I, no I, totally different movie. Kumite. But I'm going directly to uh, best of the best. Best of the best. So I got to rewatch Bloodsport because I don't remember him. Absolute in. classic. So it mm. was a giant American yeah. fighter with no like karate skill, like nothing. Like it was Chris Penn in Best of the Best. Literally just fists. Yeah, exact but Chris same. Penn's a little pudgy bastard. Yeah, or he say did, was. but he didn't have any like karate skills either. gotcha he just broke 
bricks with his All right, hand. so now I need to rewatch Best of the Best. Yeah, because you'll go, those are the exact and same you characters. you need to watch... Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Except yeah. for the fact that uh, Ogre, Donald Gibb, is like six foot seven. Yeah, he's a big He's guy. a big dude. He's a big son of a So bitch. in Bloodsport, yeah, it was like he, Frank Dukes made one friend, and it mm-hmm. was this guy. And gotcha. when he got really hurt, mm-hmm. almost killed, mm-hmm. it, Jean-Claude Van Damme took that revenge on the... The main bad guy he fought. Gotcha. Anyway, classic. Classic. Um, yeah, not too much else I remember about Revenge of the Nerds. They're like, obviously, it was just a bunch of uh, misfits and nerds, and they were just basically mm. fighting with the jocks. Right. And I do remember a big musical scene at the end, uh, and Timothy Busfield like, yeah. did his hair weird, and he was playing this. The violin, violin. The violin. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's about all I remember. Yeah, it was bad. And the main character getting to like make out, he, he pretended to be Ted McGinley. Yeah, and made out with Ted McGinley's girlfriend. Yeah. Now you don't maybe not recognize the name. Yeah. But he was the he was the main jock on the jocks from Revenge of the Nerds. Right. He was in Bachelor Party, and but my favorite was he was on Married with Children. Right. After. Yeah, yeah. Ted Marcy uh, divorced Steve. Yeah. She married Ted McGinley's character. Yeah. Yeah. On Married with Children. Wasn't his girlfriend in the movie Courtney blah, blah, blah Smith or whatever? Oh, really? In Revenge of the Nerds? I thought so. Uh, Courtney Thornsmith? Yeah, Courtney Thornsmith. She might have been really young for that in 84. Let me look that up. I could be wrong, but for some reason. Uh, are you thinking of summer school? Was she in summer school? I think she was. Well, this, came, this came out Revenge similar. Revenge Summer school was like 88, wasn't it? Uh, revenge. For some reason, it's kind of ringing a bell. Of the nerds. Oh, Robert Carradine, by the way, was the main guy. Yeah, he's doing great um, stuff now. I don't think he's doing anything now. Nah, he's doing a lot of things. But he was... Well, he he's was probably the, at, right now he's probably cutting his lawn, but... He was the lead. I mean, acting, I'm not sure. He played Lewis. Uh, let's see. Julie Montgomery, mm. I think, is the actress that you are thinking of. She does look a lot like Courtney Thornsmith. All right. Donald Gibb. Yeah, that's... Uh, no, nope. right. nope. I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. Damn it. You might be thinking of summer school. Yeah, it might be. Because that's yeah. they do, and they do look a little like... Mm. Yeah. All right. All right, so Revenge of the Nerds, first time, like, the... Like rival fraternities, I would mm-hmm. say, in a college comedy. And an absolute classic. It's very R-rated. It's mm. offside. Uh, mm. Booger picking his nose and all right. the nerds. And the, it's it's just, it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it that. Now, I know the next one on our list is one of your favorites. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Uh, 1986, Rodney Dangerfield. Back to school. Oh, I love that. I just love you, this. We movie. love the premise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The idea behind it is so good. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. he was uh, a rich guy. Yeah. Uh, Self made. What was it? Uh, big and tall menswear, right? Big and tall. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Melons. His name was Melons. Melon, yeah. Melons Big and. <laughs> I think it was called. Was it Melons Big and Tall? I, I can't uh, remember, I but it was. Yeah. His name was. Yeah, Arthur Mellon. Yeah, Arthur Mellon. Yeah. And he was just, his commercials were so offside. And it was like, you're fat, you know, <laughs> you know, or whatever. I, remember, yeah. oh, I just, it was so funny. So funny. Now, in the yeah. original script, Rodney yeah. Dangerfield's character was supposed to be poor. Okay. Um, but Harold Ramis actually was the one that suggested it to be changed to make him rich. 
And Rodney, I didn't know this. Rodney Dangerfield actually wrote the screenplay. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. No. It did really well. Mm-hmm. 91 million domestic mm-hmm. for a college comedy starring Rodney Dangerfield. I don't think you can yeah. laugh at like that's it's it's insanely it's a great amount of money. It's insanely interesting that it made that much money. I'm actually like I've been because I've been watching a lot of like the old old Rogans yeah. on uh YouTube. Okay. More and more people talking about Rodney Dangerfield and and how crazy of a comedian he was and how amazing a creative genius he was back in the day, right? Yeah. I never I never realized how big he was in the in, in the stand the 80s? Yeah, in the yeah. stand-up scene and that. He was so, huge, man. Just insane. Like he was like but not even that, he was like a god. Yeah. Like how many people he gave a break like I'm going to give you a break on my showcase. That's how Sam Kinison got his break. Actually, yeah. that's funny that you mentioned that because uh that that's he gave Sam Kennison the role of that teacher that lo- loses it exactly. Yeah, and that's a famous scene. Yeah, and gave Sam Kennison a huge spotlight. Yeah, uh, in Back to School, he put him on his showcase first. Nice, which I walk because I watched the Sam Kennison documentary. He put him in a showcase first, which he almost turned down, which made him uh, everybody just blew up about Sam Kennison. Yeah. Put him in the movie, and from what I remember, that whole scene. In the room when when yeah. Sam Kinison rips the chair out, yeah, in the in the classroom was all improvised. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, him and and, yeah. and Roddy Dangerfield just improvised the whole thing. Yeah, that's hilarious. Which is insane, right? Some other people, notable names that were in Back to School, and I'm not yeah. talking about the guy who played his son because that guy isn't. I actually the one thing I yeah. hate about Back to School yeah. is that actor. Yeah, he. I uh, yeah. his name's Keith Gordon. And I, I don't like him as an actor. Like, now I'm going to get some crap because he was the lead in a very famous Stephen King film, uh, Christine, about the car. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's really all I know him from are those two movies. But I just didn't feel like, one, he looked like Rodney Dangerfield. I, I, I was going to go there, yeah. And yeah. his personality, I just don't like him as an actor. You I can, 100% agree. You can be disapproving of what your dad is doing and stuff, yeah. but he was just, I don't know. I thought he was a dick and I didn't yeah. buy him. I, I thought that was the wrong casting choice. A hundred percent agree. There you go. That always bothered me. I'm yeah. like, this is not your son. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It just didn't fit. It yeah. needed some, somebody else. Not him. Not Keith Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know who yeah. I, I like. We're going back to 1986. I don't know. Who in 86 could have played Rodney Dangerfield's son? But mm. it didn't work. No, I didn't I, like I Keith Gordon. I didn't like it, no. But I did love mm. these other two characters mm-hmm. that were in the film. They were kind of... They were the antagonists, I right. guess you would say. Sure. Rivals on the, on the diving team. Diving team. Right? The, and it the was, triple Lindy. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now, funny... Even funnier, yeah. Rodney Dangerfield was a competitive diver. <laughs> that I didn't know. He put yeah. that into the movie on per. He wrote the movie. Yeah. So obviously he's not doing his own dives at his age. Right. Yeah. In the film. Yeah. But the fact that he actually, when he was young, yeah, was a competitive diver and wrote that into the movie. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I didn't know he was a competitive diver. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 So the two guys we're talking about 
are William Zabka mm-hmm. and Robert Downey Jr. Right, yeah. That to me, and William Zabka right now is getting a huge comeback because of Cobra Kai. Right. He was the dick in Karate Kid. Right. Uh, Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence, yeah. So really psyched. Uh, I actually almost, this makes me want to rewatch yeah. Back to School. But Robert Downey Jr. wasn't a rival. He was... Oh, wasn't he Keith Gordon's best friend? Keith Gordon's best friend. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It was just Zabka. Zabka was the dick. Zabka always played the dick. He's, he nailed the dick. In the 80s. That doesn't sound good. It was good. that haircut. That doesn't sound <laughs> yeah, good. He always nailed the dick. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta edit that out. I gotta edit that. That, sound, that came off super weird. All right. But no. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was Gordon's best friend. Gotcha. Um... You're and, right. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. And then... Um, but the two of them were friends during filming. That's what I read. Oh, okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. like stayed in the same hotel, uh, would play keyboard together and watch mm. movies like Zabka and, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, got really close during uh, Back to School. Right. Yeah. But there was more people in this movie. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Shue. No, no, no. Now you're just thinking about Karate Kid. <laughs> was Elizabeth Shue in it? No. Who played... I'm going. I'm going to check that out. Gordon and Zabka were fighting over a girl. I thought it was yeah. Elizabeth Shue. Let me no, maybe check. it's not. Let I thought it was Elizabeth let Shue. Let me check. Let me check. No, no, it was not Elizabeth Shue. I just, she's yeah, not right. even in the main part. Of you're the right. Credits. I'm thinking. Probably thinking of Karate Kid. You're thinking of Karate Kid because yeah. that's also the premise where yeah. Zabka's fighting. They're fighting over the girl. Yeah. Sally Kellerman. Uh, Sally I think Kellerman. she was on Mash. Yeah, Sally Kellerman. She was uh, Roddy Dangerfield's love interest. Correct. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's his face? Um, from Rocky played his Burt Young. Burt Young played yeah. his his uh, he was uh, chauffeur Polly. Yeah, pa- Polly in, in, in uh, Rocky. In Rocky, yeah, yeah. he played his chauffeur and kind of like bodyguard. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Ned Beatty yeah. had a small role. Ned Beatty was the headmaster of the university. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah. hated him because he was rich. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on in there. <laughs> Knocking over your yeah. digital. I'm just trying to figure out who played the love interest now. That's bothering me now. Why highest, did I think it was Elizabeth Shue? That's so the funny. The highest uh, like name here mm. who would be young enough would have been Terry Farrell, who played Valerie Desmond. And that name does oh, sound Oh, that familiar. does sound. Now that you said that, now I can remember who it is. And it's not Elizabeth Shue. You're right. Not Elizabeth Shue. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Totally right. Yeah. Totally anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I was pretty psyched to see that Rodney Dangerfield uh, wrote the script. Again, it did extremely well. If you're not familiar with this film or any of the ones that we're talking about in this podcast, mm-hmm. watch them because clearly these are really good. Yeah. Like we're 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 talking about the best of the best. We're ranking our best college comedies of all time. So make sure that you watch. If you haven't seen these. Mm-hmm. watch them you know the one thing i'm learning more and more about rodney dangerfield as i'm as i'm watching different documentaries and, and listening to different podcasts and watching different podcasts okay. is that he actually did show up all the time in a robe and slippers shut up he really did that like to set and to comedy clubs comedy to, clubs uh i can't remember the name of the, the the comedian who was on rogan we were talking about and he was talking about how he spent so long hanging out with Roddy Dangerfield hmm. and they would show up at like Terrace on the Green you okay. know and Rodney would be in his <laughs> bathrobe and slippers <laughs> like just crazy oh, crazy I miss that guy yeah uh, what's that Lenny Clark yeah. Lenny Clark you recognize Lenny I Clark I know Lenny Clark you would recognize yeah. Lenny Clark anyways yeah anyways I just found it really interesting I, l- I hope they would do a documentary on Roddy Dangerfield because I really now, wanna you know one other th- yeah I, that would be really cool I didn't realize how much of an icon he he was I knew he was insanely 
hilarious. But I didn't realize how many people he gave his start to and how big yeah. his, how big of a comedian he was back then. Yeah. Like, he was huge. And he was extremely – I don't even think he had to you know have prepared material. Mm-hmm. I think he could just go and riff. Yeah. And he's extremely quick-witted and mm-hmm. very smart. Yeah. Agreed. Now, also, one last thing about this. Uh, I did re- – there's one point where – um melon is playing golf i think at the beginning okay trying to remember it's either at the beginning or the end credits or something i read it i didn't write this down but Mm -hmm. they actually just all they did was use a a clip from caddyshack okay all right (laughs) (laughs) which i thought was funny yeah i don't remember him playing golf yeah in it but maybe it could have been at the beginning yeah there was something about him playing golf and all they did was just take a scene from caddyshack i thought that was really funny also Mm. um the last thing I want to mention here is we did say it, it did gross $91 million and domestically in 1986. That was the sixth highest grossing film of the year. That's insane. And the second highest grossing comedy uh, of 1986. Can you name what the highest grossing comedy of 1986 was? Back to the Future? That's 85. 85? Ooh, that's yeah. close. Crocodile Dundee? Yes! Mm, I just rewatched a little bit yeah. of that on AMC. Oh, yeah? It's not that good. The first one's good. It's all right. I. It's all right. I don't know. It's all it right. actually, it, I way off topic because it's not a college comedy. But Crocodile Dundee, that movie, not only was it one of the highest grossing films of '86, mm-hmm. but it like ushered in this like insane wave of love for Australia mm-hmm. in American North American culture. Mm-hmm. Like that's everyone started we getting Foster's commercials. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember that weird... What is a kangaroo? <laughs> super weird character that Energizer created. It was before the Energizer bunny. And it was a weird Australian guy. And he was massive and he would like scream at the camera. Oh, I do remember that. You yeah. remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. It ha- he had a name, but en- I don't this was it. Energizer before the bunny. Don't I, remember it. Oh, now I got to look it up. What are you going to look it up? weird crazy uh, australian you, guy selling batteries easy <laughs> easy google here Austra- australia energizer i can't spell that um spokesman there we go you're gonna laugh when you see mm. this guy there we go he would go energizer oi <laughs> mark jackson he was a australian rugby player okay there you go i uh had a good nba career also it was and he was known as jacko Okay, Jacko. Yeah, and he would just like scream at the camera. I do remember that. He had totally. a buzz cut. Yeah, and this was before the Energizer Bunny or the Energizer Bunny was like there. They took a break and did Jacko. Gotcha. And he would just scream, "Oi!" All right, nice. <laughs> I can't remember what his like slogan was other than that, but there you go. Anyway. That's, On a side note, yeah. you know what I actually had a good laugh about over the weekend is I needed some batteries and I picked up some batteries. Do you okay. remember when batteries were like insa- like really expensive? They used to be. They used to be really expensive. Yeah. Remember back in the day, you're oh, like, yeah. I gotta get some batteries. Gotta save up to get some batteries. Now you get a 36 pack of double A's at Home Depot for 20 bucks. I know. Or Costco's really straight value right yeah, there. You you can get batteries for cheap now. Before, remember you used to like be like batteries were like ooh, they're like gold. I think because you know? of what they put in them, and yeah. now you could do like lithium and and make them cheaper. Yeah. Because back then you you would uh, you'd pretty much they were. I don't know if they were very safe. I remember batteries were really expensive. They were radioactive, probably. You know. Yeah. So exactly plutonium in them or something. 
All right. All right, let's move on. Next. Back to school. Great movie. Probably a lot of people have not seen it. Listening to this, go out, see it. But go out, go to your couch, put it on. Highly recommend it. Do it. All right, next. Uh, we're already at 34 minutes and we've only done two, two movies. No, three movies. Three. We're halfway there. Halfway there. Yeah, we're actually on time. Mm, sure. Okay. Uh, next, we're going chronologically. We're doing mm-hmm. uh, a movie, a very little known movie mm-hmm. uh, that I think is worthy of being in this ranking. It is called PCU. Okay. It is from 1994. Mm-hmm. It did jack nothing at the box office. Mm-hmm. 4.3 million domestically. But yeah. it was shot in Canada. Yeah. It's extremely funny. And Jeremy Piven and David Spade are in it. Yeah. I mean, the two of them were extremely funny in it. The overall movie they was... They were rivals. Not the- great, but... No. I mean, the two of them, just watching them on screen, it, w- it was funny. It, was, it, was, it wasn't great, but it was funny. It's funny. Okay. Yeah, it's worthy yeah. of being on the list, especially because we want to introduce people to things they may have never seen. Mm-hmm. And PCU is just one of those. It's now PCU stood for a different, like the name of the school. Yeah, I can't even remember Port Chester, whatever university, but they yeah. were doing it as a double entendre with the yeah. PCU era. Right, that on campus there were all these groups and they're always protesting yeah activists yeah and, yeah, yeah and they were yeah. just trying to bring everybody together at a party yeah and david spade was trying to ruin that right uh spade was hilarious and he was a suit like he was the dick mm-hmm. in this movie yeah it was a year before tommy boy mm-hmm. and like we said it was shot in toronto it was actually at the u of t and uh ryerson uh it's underrated jeremy piven is the star mm-hmm. now piven's got to be rocking 30 yeah oh yeah. 30 years old yeah his hairline is was really bad yeah i actually just uh re-watched last night kiss the girls and right. i forgot piven was in it and he that is? was a like 1997 or oh, 1998 i don't remember him in that at all you gotta rewatch kiss the girls it's yeah. actually so good huh uh it's when he goes to la to do, look at the other murderer who they think might be involved in both what he's a cop he's a cop Oh, yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, Piven is a, is a cop. Huh. Uh, he's like babysitting Ashley Judd. Huh. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, his hairline mm-hmm. in the '90s was not great. Yeah, and you can see like when I first watched PCU back in in the early '90s, mm-hmm. I never would have thought of that mm-hmm. because I was so young. Yeah, but now looking at it, going one that guy is way too old to be in college. Right, and two, he is seriously bald. Like he is. For a leading man, I think it's just because how funny Jeremy Piven is. Right. And he killed it in this movie. Yeah. But it's just funny to look back now going, you probably could have casted somebody a little yeah. bit younger. You ain't 21. With a full head of hair. Yeah. Because you, yeah, you're clearly a 30-year-old who's balding. Right. Anyway, not to take away for how funny he was mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in the trivia that... That you put together in the research. You can lie and just say that you also researched it. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, but people that follow the show know that's not true. Um, you said that uh, Jeremy Piven contracted malaria during filming. Yeah. He lost eight pounds overnight, passed out during the filming of this of the scene of the bicentennial celebration. His weight loss is apparent between the beginning of the movie and the party scene in the pit. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's this little... movie was filmed in Toronto. Toronto. How do you get malaria? How do you get malaria? <laughs> 
romancing the stone. If you're, you're romancing the stone, I understand you get malaria. Yeah. You know, you're drinking those. You're drinking. You know, you're drinking pond water. Okay. Yeah. Right, how are you getting malaria at Ryerson University? What do you? What kind of shit are you getting into? <laughs> that you're getting malaria. He passed out in the puddle. <laughs> Seriously. I, yeah, I wonder if it was a mosquito. You could get malaria from mosquito, but. In Toronto in 1994, I sure. don't, I don't know about that. You're not in the outback. That's what I mean. Like you're not in the Amazon rainforest here. Mm, that's very interesting. Now again, yeah. I don't know a lot about malaria, so maybe you can contract it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Last time I checked, of infectious diseases that you contract I have in, no in the idea. Amazon rainforest. But it is weird that you get malaria. Malaria. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we don't know. Like perhaps he was previously filming in the jungles of Brazil. And then he contracted it, but it, the symptoms didn't take over until he was in Toronto. Uh, maybe he was just super hungover know. and just said malaria. Yeah, he made that up. I made that up. <laughs> I had malaria. I had malaria. All right. Now, I one thing I did want to ask you: Do you mm. think this is the only time Jeremy Piven was the lead in a movie? Mm. He always played like the best friend or yeah. the dick or the cop. Or I remember him being the best friend in was it Serendipity with uh, yep. uh, John Cusack. Yeah. Even, I mean, you could argue in Entourage that towards the end, he was more of the lead. I felt he was like more of known for Entourage than anybody else. Uh, I mean, the guys were the leads. I, I mean, I think he yeah. became the most famous. That's yeah. a, how good he was at playing Ari Gold. Yeah. But like, would, I don't think you can consider him the lead, though. Well, I, I know, but you got to think that he kind of took over the show, in my opinion. Yeah, right? that's fine. Like Adrian Grenier. Sure. He was... What was his name in the show again? Oh, my gosh. It's been so long. I know. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Anyways, like, what's he been doing lately? Yeah, not much. Not much, right? Obviously, I mean, he's the most famous to come off of the cast. Yeah. But, okay, let's go. Just films. Okay, films. All right. Has Jeremy Piven ever been the lead in a film? I can't think other of Other than PCU. I can't think of any. No. Right? No. no. He was always a part of the group. Yeah. And crazy stuff. Like, I actually just recommended to CVB mm-hmm. uh, Judgment Night. Oh, yeah. Judgment Night, yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. actually able to track it down on DVD. Oh, seriously? Yeah, he's going to... Ooh, I want to see He's going to get it. I'm going to yeah. borrow it. Yeah, I'm going to borrow it, too. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. It's such a good movie. Yeah. It's Dennis, dark. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary, there. yeah. Yeah, Cuba Gooden Jr., Emilio. Emilio. And uh, and Piven, yeah. 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 It's super dark yeah and i yeah i really want to rewatch it but he mm-hmm. wasn't the lead right so yeah is well kiss the girls you just said not yeah the, not, not the lead, the lead. Hmm. so is pcu the only time jeremy piven was the lead in a film i gotta say yes i, I think yes i don't know i don't know i have nothing to back that up now also there's one funny uh casting in there too was john favreau yeah he bothered me in it it was he it was, was weird weird it was right? weird yeah and it was actually yeah. his second movie ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he it was just in Rudy the year before. Yeah, yeah, he bothered me in it. I, he was fine, but I just his, he had dreadlocks. Yeah, and the just, dreadlocks were was weird. Yeah, it was just weird. It was a weird character. I thought. And he was super high. Yeah, he was a weird character. I'm trying to think of the name. Oh, Gutter. He was Gutter. Was yeah, his a, name? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he was in charge of getting the alcohol for the the. Yeah, the party, and he ended up bringing back uh, uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, right, yeah, right, which is kind of ridiculous too. <laughs> but so anyways, funny. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but John Favreau, 
like watching that movie mm-hmm. to then okay he's the guy that created swingers yeah and now you're the dude who's literally charging disney's star wars franchise into the next millennium with yeah. insanely good stuff yeah like the mandalorian and directed iron man Dr- oh that's right directed yeah. the iron man films yeah. directed elf they did um, all the Iron Man. I thought he stepped away from sorry, one. Sorry, he did one and two. One and two, yeah. yeah. He stepped away for three, yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, being a part of the Mar- the MCU, yeah. and then now in- now basically they're even saying he might take over Star Wars, like Lucasfilm, from uh, Kathleen Kennedy. It's crazy. And making Jon Favreau for what he's done with The Mandalorian and being the showrunner. So that, like... Picturing him as gutter from PCU right. to where he is right now so is an funny. insane yeah. uh, roller coaster ride. Yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, I had one other fun fact about this movie. There was one mm-hmm. character named Pigman, mm-hmm. and his whole thing was his thesis was at any given time on TV you could find a movie starring Michael Caine and Gene Hackman. Oh right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you yeah. remember that. Yeah, and he just sat in front of the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he. He uh, when rewatching it, it just made me laugh mm-hmm. that he actually he found a movie that both of them were in, and that was like the ending to his thesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a, a bridge too far. Right, stars both of those guys. Uh, I think that's it about PCU. I yeah. enjoyed rewatching it. Uh, wasn't a great movie, mm-hmm. but it's funny. It's it's pure nineteen ninety four. Yeah, it brought back some good memories. Oh, one other thing, Piven was uh draws was mm-hmm. actually the the name of the character it uh came down to between him and adam sandler hmm. that i didn't know really yeah and That's sandler turned it down for airheads oh all right interesting yeah Hmm. All right. So that's a 1994. Uh, now we're moving on to probably one of my favorite movies of all time, let all right. alone... We're going in chronological order. Chronological. Gotcha. 1998. This is genius stuff. Yeah. It is Dead Men on Campus. Yeah. Again, probably everyone listening to this podcast, maybe five people have watched Dead Men on Campus. Yeah. From 1998. It only did $15 million in the box office, but it is... By far one of the funniest movies ever ever made. made. Yeah. I've watched it so many times. I bought it on iTunes. Yeah, I I have it on DVD. You have it on DVD. I bought it on iTunes because I thought I had it on DVD. Couldn't find it. It was a Saturday <laughs> night, and I was like, I have to watch it. I literally bought it on iTunes. Nice. I was like, I have to have this. Uh, you and I have we quote it daily all the time. We love it so much, and nobody's seen it. Yeah, no one's seen very it. very underrated. Yeah, but the cast yeah. was big mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for people who would go on to do major stuff yeah like obviously we got the two main cast members um thomas everett scott and uh mark paul gosselin right right yeah tom everett scott right that's his name i'm right? pretty sure tom everett scott i'm gonna look that up in case yeah. i'm wrong i didn't put that in the notes but i, I remember both of them have three names I think it's Thomas Everett Scott. Yeah. Who's in the remake of the uh, American Werewolf in London. Right. Uh, Dead Man yeah. on Campus. I'm just going to look. I remember up. the Everett Scott. I remember his first name. I think it's Tom. I think it is Tom. I think you're pretty. I think you're Tom. Pretty, I was right. Tom. Yeah. Tom Everett Tom Scott. Tom Everett Scott. Yeah. Mark Paul Gosselier. Now, yeah. you're going to remember that name, folks, from, of course, Saved by the Bell. Classic. Now, this is like the first grown up role. Mm hmm. Trying and he wanted so badly. I read this to get away from Zach Morris, mm-hmm. so he even dyed his hair. Yeah, he didn't want to be blonde. Right, 
in this movie. So mm-hmm. he went like dark hair mm-hmm. and uh, really it was raunchy R-rated comedy. So funny. And he killed it. I couldn't believe when I heard Zach Morris was going to be in this yeah. college comedy, I'm like, there's no way that can be good. Mm-hmm. And he was, would you say, the funniest person in this movie? 100%. 100%. His comedic yeah. timing was well, Cliff too. Oh, we're going to talk about Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. but but Mark uh, Mark Paul Gosselier. Yeah. Gosselier is that how you say it? Yeah, Gossalier? he played Cooper. Cooper. I'm yeah. going to go with Cooper. He was really good. He was really funny in this. He yeah. killed it. He he was really funny. Uh, yeah. His timing. I think my favorite 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 scene is when they're uh, doing the break in and oh in the library the code names code names yeah yeah and his uh, his code name was Panther yeah. And uh, Tom Everett Scott says, uh, he keeps calling him Dinah. Dinah. Yeah. <laughs> Dinah. Yeah. He's like, why is my codename Dinah? What's your codename? Panther. Panther. I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. But anyway, it's Mark Paul Gosselier. Act- if you- we should actually talk about the premise. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pre- people don't even know what we're talking about. Okay. All right. So do you want to describe the premise? So Tom Everett Scott uh, gets into university on a full scholarship. Yeah. He's a good student. Good student. Uh, checks into residency. Finds out his roommate is Cooper. Yeah. Whose uh, dad is rich. Yeah. Uh, who is all just about partying. Yeah. So all he wants to do is party, 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 party. He's a rich party, kid party. who doesn't do yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, party, party, party. So anyways, uh, convinces uh, Tom Everett Scott to come partying with him. Of course, a girl involved. And yeah. Tom Everett Scott got caught up in, you know, partying, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Starts failing all his classes. He's going to lose his scholarship. Then uh, Cooper's dad says he's going <laughs> to cut him off. If he flunks out of school. So the two of them basically got to come up with a plan yeah. to figure out how to bring their grades up again because it's so low. And they find this in the charter yeah. of the university. This is a ridiculous premise. That if your roommate commits suicide, that you'll get straight A's. Because emotionally, you can't continue. I haven't rewatched yeah. this in forever. Yeah. In, and I'm pulling this out of the back of my head. I literally was watched that, it two weeks ago. Was that Harry <laughs> Dean Stanton? I think Harry Dean Satin is the one who told them in the bar. About the charter. In the bar. Yeah. Yeah, the drunk guy in the I bar. I thought so. I think so, okay. yeah. Yeah, 100%. So that was the idea. Yeah. The idea being they were flunking out of school. Uh, he was going to lose his scholarship. Uh, Cooper's dad was going to make him go clean toilets because he owns a sanitation That's company. That's right. What does he call his dad again? Uh, Flushels. <laughs> a toilet cleaning a clown. toilet cleaning clown. He loves it. He and loves it. So the idea was in the charter, it was if your roommate commits suicide, um, you, get you get straight, straight A's. A's yeah. So they go on the hunt to find to bring a roommate in yeah. to their dorm because there's, there's a three-person dorm um, that was going to kill themselves and then they'll get straight A's. Got it. And the idea super of- Super dark. Super dark. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just dark. It's and dark. And then, yeah, they, they, try, like, they do almost like an application process yeah. to try and find- yeah. The person who's most likely to kill themselves. Yeah, it's 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 a very dark premise if you yeah. actually think about it, but it's really funny. So, so the yeah. first person they try to track down is yeah. Cliff. Cliff, who kills the kills it. Kills Cliff it. is actually like he stole the movie. Totally. Uh, he's a Canadian actor named Lachlan Monroe. He's from BC. And when Cliff comes on scene, probably about the first, whatever, 20 minutes into the movie. Nah, probably longer than that. But yeah. Because it's the first person. That's- first person, but they, they go through the whole step of of them you know, bombing in school and gotcha. stuff. And hanging out and, da- oh, and starting, yeah, yeah, starting yeah. to date uh, that's fair. whatever her name is. So probably about 
35 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. 38, the, 38 the girl, minutes. I can't remember. 38 minutes, 30 seconds. Her name, but I know she was on Without a Trace. Right, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you remember you, that. Yeah, I totally yeah. recognize from that, yeah. Uh, Anthony LaPaglia. He's a treasure. Treasure. <laughs> um, so Cliff comes in the movie, and they go to c- convince him, and he is uh, just a sociopath. Oh, like, he's a nut he job. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And you and yeah. I probably, when we quote, this movie on a daily basis it's mostly cliff it's mostly cliff <laughs> it's mostly i got yeah. beers let's got drink beers. them let's drink them that one's not beer that's not beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah. i remember this one scene he goes oh i really shouldn't be driving i have a suspended license and coop's like really what for he's like attempted vehicular manslaughter whatever the f- that means <laughs> Totally. I swear to God. Yeah, remember when, when they're being chased by the cops? Yeah. And he reaches into the glove compartment and pulls the gun out and he's shooting the gun out the window at the back of the car. Oh he was a God. nut job. <laughs> so funny. So Everything funny. that Cliff did was uh, nine out of ten funny. Uh, Just so funny. funny. So funny. And then, of course, yeah. they go through other types of people who they think are going to kill themselves there was the 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 dramatic like musician yeah who sang songs about you know being morose yeah yeah super like and he was just faking it faking it yeah and and then Um, the super geeky guy who was like conspiracy theory guy oh that's right yeah i forgot about that one yeah but no one can measure up to cliff no cliff was no no insanely he made the movie yeah 100 percent. yeah now there's other some uh actors who became famous way after mm-hmm. uh that you'll recognize if mm-hmm. when you do watch dead men on campus people right. listening to this podcast uh jason siegel and allison hannigan mm-hmm. were both in how i met your mother they were right. actually married to each other on that show that's so weird eh? and before that show they were uh in this mm-hmm. film together now not i don't think in the same scenes right um, so she was one of the, wherever Tom Everett Scott's girlfriend's character's name was. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. She was Allison Hannigan was one of her friends. Yeah. And, uh, Cliff lights her hair on fire. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Smoking a bong. <laughs> oh my God. But Jason Siegel. Yeah. Uh, who was the girl that he was dating? Oh, she's famous she's too. She's famous too. She was on ER and yeah. she's on Dead to Me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, what are they going to do new season of that? Because that show is fucking awesome. It's coming. Awesome. It's coming. I hate to swear there. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you did. It's it, That show is amazing. Oh, uh, look up Dead to Me. Yeah. They are doing a new season. It's so good. Christina, we highly recommend that. Oh, so good. Uh, Christina Applegate uh, is so sarcastic. Oh, so funny. And it's, it's a really so good. dark show. Dark too. show. So good. Uh, Linda Cardellini. Okay, I she wouldn't plays, have got that, but I recognize I don't know her name, but I recognize, you recognize her. her. Yeah, totally, yeah. They were, she was in, and actually, uh, she and Siegel were also in Freaks and Geeks together. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I'm pretty sure about that. I do think she was in Freaks and Geeks. I know Siegel was in Freaks and Geeks, for yeah. sure. You're right, I think she is in that. I think I'm pretty sure. 90% sure, yeah. yeah. So, uh, lots of faces you'll recognize in the mm-hmm. movie, and it is start to finish funny. I don't yeah. think... You could watch Dead Men on Campus and go, oh, there was a lull here. Mm-hmm. No, it was start to finish funny. Yeah. If you watch this, you yeah. buy it on iTunes. When you turn it, if you turn it off and go, K Dog and Fish owe me 15 bucks, I will EMT you 15 <laughs> bucks right then. There is no way that you're going to watch this movie and go, 
This movie's crap. Yeah. You will you will laugh your ass off. It is super funny. Yeah. All right. Last on our list, and then we'll rank them. Plus, we have some honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, we've obviously talked about this movie a couple times now. Mm-hmm. 2002, we're going chronologically, and then we'll rank. Mm-hmm. Van Wilder, also a National Lampoon film. An insanely good, mm-hmm. insanely good, funny yeah. college comedy. I don't even know where to begin to talk about Van Wilder. I, I still... Remember, I'll watch it all the time. I remember when you and I saw it, St. Fatal <laughs> shout Cinemas. Out, shout out to Winnipeg. St. Yeah. Fatal Cinemas. I think we went to a matinee, Yeah, if I remember correctly. I, I, I remember it. I'll never forget it. It's I actually so rewatched funny. it last year because you had gotten me the Blu-ray. Yeah. I rewatched it. Um, so good. Yeah. You, and now we're coming up. Next year will be 20 years. You crazy. believe that? 20 years it's from crazy. Van Wilder? And this was his first movie. His first, yeah. His his first starring, starring, yeah. After Two Girls, A Guy, and a Pizza Place. Again, if you don't know, like, if you're young and you're like, the only thing I know about Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, Mm -hmm. you're missing out because some of his really early stuff, you get that insanely, like, sarcastic, really funny, the timing. I would say his timing Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes Deadpool so good. Yeah, it's it, yes, it's action and it's a it's a I don't want to use the word superhero movie because mm-hmm. it's a it's different. Yeah, but it's Ryan Reynolds' timing. Mm-hmm. His timing is like him, yeah. Jason Bateman, like yeah. you 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 can't get better. Everything he does, timing, is timing. Than those guys. Like I haven't like you go Van Wilder, you go Just Friends. Yeah, the change you go up, the change up, which is yeah. so goddamn funny and yeah. so offside. Yeah, it's insane. The proposal. Yeah, which we just rewatched because it's got a Samoy puppy in it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, <laughs> there you go. It's Cato. It's not Cato. Shout out to your new puppy, Cato. Yeah. And watching it again, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. so funny. All based on his timing, his and timing, his sarcasm, and that's just, what yeah. he does in Deadpool too. Exactly. Like, we've or we've talked about. Some of the jokes that he does in Deadpool, like the Liam Neeson joke, mm-hmm. and his timing is just so good. Yeah, and it's so rare to find somebody that good looking. Mm-hmm. And he got pretty jacked after Van Wilder, right. probably for Blade, probably, and yeah. like those movies. I remember he's really jacked for Amityville Horror for some reason mm-hmm. that remake. Mm-hmm. But for Never somebody seen. that talented or good of an actor or, or good looking, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. To be that funny, yeah, and to have insane timing, yeah. Even if you just go on his Instagram or Twitter or those those parody commercials he does for his the the gin company, gin company, aviation, yeah. And he's just his, or this yeah. making fun of Hugh Jackman, oh, like yeah. so funny. He is naturally funny. Yeah, this movie I feel is the movie that I don't I don't know who, yeah, but some Hollywood execs. Had to have seen this and said, this kid's got it. Yeah. Like, they had to. This had to be the light bulb that, I don't know. He became a star. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to put this kid in. I don't know what's going to go on, but this kid is. He's gold. He's gold. He he is. we We can run with this. Right. Now, we should say that, so the premise is Van Wilder. He's been at this college a while. Yeah. And he refuses eight years? seven eight or eight years. years. Seven or eight years. And yeah, he yeah. refuses to to graduate. He just loves the lifestyle, mm-hmm. and everyone loves him. It's basically like almost like a Ferris Bueller type situation where he is beloved by the entire school, right? And just that's why would you want to leave? It's right. so like life is sweet here, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm and the king. What is it based on? 
Now, like, I didn't know this until we I became... Didn't, I didn't know this either. A I, fan of this comedian. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And I still... I need to know the whole backstory of this. I wonder, like, yeah. one day, knock on wood, we're mm-hmm. going to have uh, comedian Burt Kreischer as a guest on this podcast. It'd be great. And, yes, we're going to talk about his stand-up and, some, and The Machine, mm-hmm. uh, which is a story he does on a Netflix special, which mm-hmm. they're turning into a movie. Right. With Mark Hamill. Yeah. And they shot in Serbia. So funny. Can't wait for that. But we've recently become, we discovered Burt Kreischer on Netflix and it become instantly like huge fans. Yeah. And we didn't know this, but Van Wilder is based on Burt Kreischer's real life. I can't believe that. I seriously can't believe that. How cool is that? I had no idea. So I didn't know this either, but Mm -hmm. so there was a Rolling Stone magazine uh, news article about this guy, the party king Mm -hmm. at Florida State University named Burt Kreischer. Yeah. And I gotta find that article. Van Wilder, I'm sure we could Google yeah, that. Yeah. That's yeah. This was um it was a really originally optioned by director uh and producer Oliver Stone, which I thought was weird. That's so super weird. Yeah. And then National Lampoons ended up doing yeah. doing the film. Uh and it actually didn't do like insanely well in the box office, but mm-hmm. where it killed mm-hmm. was on rental. Right. And it became this cult comedy because mm-hmm. it, it, but it actually only cost five million to make. Crazy, and it did twenty one domestic and thirty eight worldwide. Mm-hmm. Still, when it's only costing five million, that's still a good. good oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. And I did find that they did a lot to incorporate other college and high school comedies. So I never thought about it until this this podcast. Really? Yeah, now that you mentioned it. Like now, I remember Booger, of course. Yeah. But I never put two and two together on the Tim Matheson until yeah. this podcast. So super callback yeah. Yeah. to National Lampoon's first film, mm-hmm. uh, Animal House, mm-hmm. having the star of Animal House play Van Wilder's dad. Yeah. And then Booger is the security guard. And then Paul Gleason mm-hmm. plays Professor McDougal mm-hmm. in Van Wilder. And he was the dick... I don't know if he was the principal, but he was he supervised the detention. Mm-hmm. And they never actually said what his role was at the school in Breakfast Club. They mess with the bull. <laughs> you get, get the horns. Exactly. Yeah. That's Paul Gleason. Also played the yeah. dick in Trading Places. If you if you need to IMDB Paul Gleason. Yeah, he did. He was you yeah, remember he, that? Yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Paul Gleason, uh so another callback mm-hmm. to a famous school movie. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, guy who held the detention for Breakfast Club. So there right. was really yeah. cool. I think he was the principal. I see. They never really said. Was he not the principal? That the thing is, that I don't. Hmm. I don't know. Like, hmm. was he? Because some schools had like a disciplinary person as well, hmm. like who was in, involved with like truancy hmm. and like like almost like a um, student cop, hmm. you know, at at high schools back then. Yeah. So I don't know if he was the principal or he just he was a teacher who held the detentions or he was the truancy officer. They mm. never really said All right. in Breakfast Club. But hmm. famous part of that movie made its way into um, Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. Also just, I don't know, the Cal Penn from Harold and Kumar. He stole the movie in yeah. some ways. Cal Penn is, is probably one of the most interesting characters to come out of this movie. Yeah. you know. Also that he retired from acting to work on the Obama campaign. Yeah, to he, work with he's Obama. Back now. He's back. He's I'm back saying, he worked now. with Obama. Yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, Tara Reid. Yeah, who actually like yeah. took yeah. a big like yeah. American Pie. Yeah, also a, a school comedy. Yeah, true. 
and also, actually, the the Shermanator yeah. tried to jump off the roof of the school at the beginning you're of the right, film. You're right. You're right. Another yeah. school movie. Call me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Pro. Pro. We will quote Van Wilder as well. It's been 20 years and we're still quoting that movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, his timing, all of it. Yeah. But basically, it's about him having his dad's going to cut him off. He's mm-hmm. not going to pay his tuition anymore. Yeah. So he's going to throw parties and charge to throw great parties for, mm-hmm. for kids who would not be good at throwing parties. Right. And that's how he's earning his money for tuition to then just to graduate. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the heads of the frats uh, who hates him and Van Wilder is interested in his girlfriend. So yeah. he tries to ruin Van Wilder's chances right. to graduate. Right. And of course, his name was uh, his character. I couldn't tell you the actor's name, yeah. but the character's name was Richard Bag. So they, <laughs> Dick Bag, Dick Bag, yeah, yeah, absolutely funny. Yeah, uh, his fr- fraternity was uh, Delta Iota Kappa. Yeah, so yeah. that's spelled Dick. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of it yeah. is it's so offside and R rated. Yeah. So funny. But man. I would say yeah. that yeah, Cal Penn, who's who became insanely famous off of Harold and Kumar. Mm-hmm. He, he really got his start as Taj Mahal, yeah. Badalandaban. Badalandaban. Yeah. Uh, and he was so popular that he actually got the sequel yeah. to Van Wilder called The Rise of Taj. I've never watched The Rise of Taj. It's not great. Yeah. It's okay. But mm. it's a raunchy comedy. So it's it's yeah. all it's all right. It's aight. It's aight. Yeah. But I don't think he would have gotten Harold and Kumar if it wasn't for Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. And how well he did in Van thousand Wilder. Percent, thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. We could probably do an ins- entire podcast about Van Wilder. Oh, probably. Because yeah. it's so good mm-hmm. and so funny. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I think we should probably end it there just because we're we're probably at that time anyway. Yeah, there's so many more we could probably talk about. But yeah. So I did want to mention a couple of honorable mentions and mm-hmm. then let's rank our favorites okay. uh, of all time to okay. end the podcast. Honorable mentions: The House Bunny, so funny in two thousand eight, so what underrated. Was uh, Anna Faris? Anna Faris, right? so underrated. Uh, Happy Madison production, uh, Pitch Perfect, so funny. Uh, college comedy, but about acapella groups, oh, so funny. Twenty Two Jump Street, mm-hmm. you got to mention that because it was a college comedy. College comedy, yeah, yeah. Legally Blonde, yeah. I mean, Legally Blonde, college was, comedy. It was funny, yeah, yeah, very funny, yeah. Uh, let's see, accepted. <sighs> Now, so good. It almost made yeah. this ranking list. Oh, so good. 2006, Justin Long, a super young and really fat uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill. Yeah. who had some zingers yeah. in that one. Yeah. Where they make a fake university yeah. and charge tuition and make money. And it turns yeah. out like they make it into a real university. Yeah. It is really funny. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And of course, uh, it probably should have made this ranking list, but yeah. we've talked about this movie so much. I mm-hmm. left it on the honorable mentions list and right. said was old school. Yeah. Because that is, yes, it is a college comedy. It is yeah. extremely hilarious. It's definitely in the top five. But, but we've, we've talked yeah. about it old school on other podcasts, ranking Will Ferrell films right. and I know we talked about old school mm. a lot, so I didn't want to bore everyone with more old school talk. Right. But obviously, we're going to rank mm-hmm. what we talked about today, mm-hmm. but really old school would be on that list 
yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. All yeah. right. Yeah. So to end the podcast now, everyone at home, what is your favorite ranking of college best college comedies of all time? Think about it. Comment. You can go at K Dog and Fish on social media. Let us know what you feel. K Dog, how would you rank the films that we talked today? Dead Men on Campus is number one. Number one. Number one for me. Okay. I'm going to give Van Wilders two. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Back to School is three. Okay. For sure. Revenge of the Nerds and PCU are tied for four and five. And yeah. uh, Animal House. And Animal House. Oh, Animal House. So that's tough, right? Sorry, I missed that one. Yeah. After After Van Walder, I'd put Animal House. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> it's tough. No, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I got because Dead Man on Campus one. Yeah. Van, Van Walder two. two. Okay. I gotta put Back to School ahead of Ooh ahead of Animal House. Yeah. Back okay. to School, Animal House, and then. Revenge of the Nerds and PC. All right. I'm yeah. going to go in reverse order. All right. Last, I'm going to do PCU. Okay. It definitely needs to be on this list, mm-hmm. and people have not seen it. It's a great recommendation mm-hmm. for a 90s film. So, but in this hierarchy of, of big hitters for ball, uh, college comedies, mm-hmm. I'm going to put PCU last. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Revenge of the Nerds, and then I'm going to say... Animal House, mm-hmm. and then Back to School, mm-hmm. third, is what you had. Yeah. I have to do Van Wilder, one. So Dead Men, Dead on, Men campus on Campus, two. two. All right, that's where we're. So, all, right, all, right, all right. Yeah, I think we had a couple of different changes in there, but mm-hmm. uh, basically best college comedy of all time. I yeah. need to say Van Wilder as much mm-hmm. as I love Dead Men on Campus, yeah. and you're doing Dead Men on Campus, one. I have to. I just Van love, it so, I love that movie so much. It is tough. It's the, I just That's love that movie so much. Like yeah. so much. I love that movie. So we recommend all of these movies. Make sure that you go out and watch them and enjoy what is your favorite best college comedy of all time. As we mentioned, uh, yeah, follow at K-Dog and Fish on all social media. We're huge on TikTok now. Oh, we're so make monsters. Sure you also check us out. Some funny stuff on TikTok now. Uh, we're going to make it big. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Going to make my nut on TikTok. TikTok. Uh, for everything Funko, you can shop kdogandfish.com. Check us out on YouTube as well. We got a great uh, sh- new YouTube show coming out mm-hmm. where we open up those crazy FunCon Fun Days mystery boxes. Oh, yeah. Boxes. We got to get on that. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be an amazing show. Yeah. Subscribe there. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm Fish. Gato. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace. Peace.